Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Is Giannis's patience running out? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty, it's starting to get a little bit dicey for the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis Antetokounmpo. We talked about his future in Milwaukee a lot early in the offseason with what they were going to do with their coach, whether or not they were going to try to hire Nick Nurse or went in a direction and brought in Adrian Griffin instead. Then, you know, they're re-signing Chris Middleton. You're thinking early that they are doing the things that they need to do. But here are some comments from Giannis uh, to the New York Times, and this is in relation to him potentially signing an extension to stay in Milwaukee. He's got two more years left on the deal, I believe, uh, through 2025, and one of them is a uh, one of them is a player option, so mm-hmm. he can opt in at the end. So here's a quote: "I would not be the best version of myself if I don't know everybody's on the same page. Everybody's going for a championship. Everybody's going to sacrifice time away from their family like I do. And if I don't feel that." I'm not signing. At the end of the day, I feel like all my teammates and the organization knows that I want to win a championship. As long as we're on the same page with that and you show me and we go together to win a championship, I'm all for it. The moment I feel like, oh, yeah, we're trying to rebuild, there will never be hard feelings with the Milwaukee Bucks. At the end of the day, being a winner, that's it's over that goal. Winning a championship comes first. I don't want to be 20 years on the same team and don't win another title. All right. What is he talking about here? Not from the standpoint of we all have to be on the same page, but what could they possibly not be on the same page about based on what's happened this offseason when the Bucks know that they should be pretty much running everything through Giannis with what they're doing with him in mind for their future? Big fella, you know the answer to this because what's the only thing that's changed of significance in Milwaukee this summer? The head coach. Yeah. They they brought back Brooke Lopez. They gave him a two-year deal. They 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 they, they got Chris Middleton back after he opted out, signed a three-year contract. So, so what are we talking about? We're talking about Adrian Griffin being a head coach as opposed to somebody else in the landscape, whether this is Giannis being loyal to Coach Bud or Giannis thinking that they could have done better. Nick Nurse was somebody that was being rumored to be interested in that job. He ended up landing in Philly. So I guess that, that would be the only thing. Maybe the Bucks didn't want to pay the asking price of Nick Nurse knowing that he has a championship on his resume. They'd rather go with somebody that's a little bit cheaper, somebody that they believe can grow into being a championship-caliber coach in AG. So I, I just – that has to be what Giannis is talking about. But one of the things you pointed out when we talked about it this morning in our production meeting – was why in the world would they not run the coaching hire by Giannis? Why would they not let him have significant sway, significant influence in who the next head coach would be, knowing that there was a consequential decision to be made on a contract extension this summer? Why, why wouldn't Giannis be in the interview? <laughs> Honestly, why would that not be the case? Why would Giannis not be involved in that entire process? It, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. You don't want to pay Nick Nurse? I mean, there, there were different things that were out there, okay? Nick Nurse reportedly pulled out of the job consideration, right? 
and he ends up in money will do that. Yeah, he ends up in Philadelphia. <laughs> so, so, but did the Bucks not want to pay him? Because you know you heard from some on the Bucks side. Well, no, we weren't going to hire Nick Nurse. We had decided we we're going to move on from that. If you didn't hire Nick Nurse because you didn't want to pay him, what's the going rate for Nick Nurse? Eleven million a year, probably, probably something like yeah. It's got to yeah. be in the double digits. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to pay mid-level players that. What are we talking about here? What What are you? If the Bucks did not have Giannis's full support on who they were hiring. As the head coach, that is franchise malpractice. And whoever made that decision, whether it's the owner, whether it's the general manager, whoever it is that said, we are going to hire Adrian Griffin, knowing full well that Giannis may not be fully on board with this, that guy is going to have to answer for an awful lot if one of the great players in the history of this league walks away. Yeah, and one of the telling things from Giannis's comments was that he's not going to spend 20 years with one franchise and only have one championship. So if he doesn't feel like the Bucks can show and prove that they're willing to do whatever it takes to stay at that level while he's in his prime, then he's going to be out of there. Make no mistake about it. This is the first warning shot from Giannis. Like he can be a free agent summer of 2025. He can opt out of his contract. He's got... Three years left, but one of them is a player option, so presumably two more years. If they can't get on the same page throughout the course of this upcoming season and postseason, then it's probably going to be a situation where the Bucks are forced to deal Giannis because they got to get something in return for him rather than letting him walk away. Like, that's what we're talking about. This is a one-year trial period for the Bucks as an organization to prove that this is where Giannis should finish his career. Now, one of the things I also love about the NBA is something that Giannis said, which I think is absolutely crazy, but it just shows you where the economics of the sport are at. Mm. Giannis said it doesn't make sense financially to sign a contract extension. Now, he's eligible for a three-year, $173 million extension. Big fella. That's $58 million a year. Oh, my God. And, and, and the finance, the, the money doesn't make sense to do an extension right now. The math I, I math. love that about the event. Like, yeah, $58 million a year. Eh, don't make sense to do it right now. I'll wait another year. That is, <laughs> that is laughable. And I ain't mad at him. I want everybody, all of these athletes to get their money. I'm just saying how wild these contracts are starting wow. to get in the NBA. It is absolutely incredible. Grady presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, you know what I have to do with all of mm. this in mind, right? I have to. Oh, you got to float the New York Knicks, right? You have to. <laughs> you have to. How do you not? And... We heard earlier this offseason, if you'll remember, Wendy on first take said the Knicks are 98% focused on this offseason. And there's 2% that they are paying attention to what's going on in Milwaukee. And it was before they had hired their coach. It was before Middleton resigned. It was before Brooke Lopez resigned. There is no doubt that if you look at the last year and a half, the player that the Knicks have had their eyes on the most of all of them, and I'm including Embiid or whoever else, is Giannis in Milwaukee. 
If Giannis, yeah. if Giannis ended up with the Knicks, and and we and and it even kills me to say this because we've been in this place too many times before, where you float every big name out there that could possibly go to New York, and you realize that playing for the Knicks does not have the same cachet that it used to. But if they finally land the big fish, this is the big fish to land. Oh, no doubt. But I think everybody's going to start keep you know floating the Knicks when it comes to all the big stars because the Knicks have a treasure trove of draft picks and they have cap flexibility and they have young players. Yeah. Like they have all of the elements that you would need to pull off a trade like this. So it makes sense to include the Knicks in the Embiid conversation and now the Giannis conversation. And this is not going away. And if you're a Knicks fan – you feel better than you did yesterday because yesterday it was really only one guy in Joel Embiid, an MVP, that was seemingly going to be available over the course of the next calendar year. Now you've got two. Now you've got the potential to add Giannis. So, I mean, the more chances that you have at this thing, the better off you're going to be in terms of finally getting that centerpiece that can help this team to ascend the championship heights. Jalen Brunson was an outstanding getting free agency last year. And them going as far as to hire his daddy, Rick Brunson, made all the sense in the world, especially with the relationship he has with Tibbs. So, I mean, the Knicks have been doing things the right way over the past couple of years under Leon Rose, but until they get the centerpiece, until they get the superstar, the guy that can win an MVP in any given year, it's not mission accomplished. And so I think that's the missing element, but that's why if you're a Knicks fan – you wake up feeling hopeful this morning that sometime over the next year, you're going to be able to get your hands on one of these guys. Yeah, just uh, this time, maybe don't let R.J. Barrett be the thing that doesn't, you know, land you the big guy. Man, listen, <laughs> Knicks fans will drive R.J. Barrett to Milwaukee. They will drive him there for Giannis. Guys, Hell, they'll give him a piggyback ride to Milwaukee if that means Giannis is Nobody is back. untouchable in this, okay? Nobody. Let's just be no, clear. No, Nobody. No sacred, no sacred cows in that type of trade. And don't say Jalen Brunson. Nobody. 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 <laughs> Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. ESPN Radio brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Well, Canty, in just moments. The end of an era. Really, uh, you know, before it even began. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Fair question right now when it comes to Trey Lance. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. You can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click on Watch. Look for Greeny and enjoy. We welcome in right now Bill Barnwell from the Bill Barnwell Show podcast. Of course, ESPN NFL writer. He's got a column up on ESPN.com about Trey Lance. And let's begin there, Bill. We appreciate the time, as always. Let's just make it that simple. Have the 49ers ruined Trey Lance? No, I, I, I don't blame the 49ers for this situation. It turned out that it didn't work out. But this is a circumstance, an injury to me. It's not It's not the Niners. You look at what happened to Trey Lance. He has that incredible season at North Dakota State competition. Not necessarily all that tough. But, hey, you know, when you throw, don't throw an interception the entire year, you go, I think, 18-0 and or some crazy record, you know, like that speaks to how good you were as a 19-year-old. Pandemic happens. He misses basically an entire season of development. Year one, he injures his finger in the preseason. He can't. You know, he really can't play as much as they would have liked. He can't get the reps they were hoping for. His mechanics get altered. And then year two, you know, he is running a normal play that they're going to use in their offense, you know, quarterback power. Um, he fractures his fibula. And that's a freak injury to happen in week two of, of, of your, your full season as a starter. To me, I, I think the Niners, you know, I, I understand why they're doing this. It's frustrating. It's, it's a terrible trade in the long run for them, given you know, the circumstances, but I kind of feel like this was more bad luck and bad injury timing and the pandemic happening than anything else. Well, Bill, to that end, I mean, how much pressure is on Brock Purdy to have the opportunity to prove Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch right, especially after the brain trust of the 49ers took such a huge swing on what they thought would be their future franchise quarterback? That's a great question because I think we're all sort of assuming what we saw from Brock Purdy over a half season last year is exactly the guy we're going to get for this year and the next 10 years. And, hey, I mean, there's a good chance that happens. But remember, last year when Brock Purdy was on the field, Christian McCaffrey was healthy the entire season. George Kittle was healthy the entire season. Trey Lance did not have either of those guys in his two starts. George Kittle missed two games last year, and they were the two games Trey Lance happened to start. McCaffrey was still on the Panthers when uh, when, Trey, when Trey Lance was starting at quarterback. So, you know, Brock Purdy, outside of Debo Samuel, who did miss a couple of games, all those key players for the Niners, Kittle, um, Theo at half the time, McCaffrey, Trent Williams, their star left tackle, those guys who have injury histories were all healthy and playing well. So I think for Brock Purdy, the big question is going to be, for in terms of pressure, what happens if you don't have McCaffrey? What happens if you don't have Kittle? You know, can you do it? without the stack deck that the Niners had uh, during the second half in the postseason last year. Bill Barnwell, the Bill Barnwell Show podcast and ESPN NFL writer. Joining us, Canty and Carlin for Greeny ESPN Radio. 
look, when you give up that much to move up and get mm-hmm. your guy, and for whatever reason it doesn't pan out, for normal circumstances, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny involved there. But the 49ers are positioned to have a really good season because of everything that we just have talked about and how well they've been constructed. So how much does this put the microscope on John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan? If they don't win a Super Bowl, it has to, right? Yeah. I mean, this isn't a one-time thing. This isn't one bad pick in the top five right. or in the top ten. They had three top five picks over the course of this regime. They trade up for Lance, give up an enormous halt to do it, three first-round picks in a deal where the Dolphins end up with Jalen Waddell, the Eagles end up with Devontae Smith, and the Cowboys, who drafted at 12, where the Niners had been, end up with Micah Parsons. Hmm. I mean, you know, even though the Niners not need a receiver, hard, hard, hard to make that math work when you think about the guys they could have had with those picks. And I think the fact that they've been good, it helps them escape scrutiny to some extent because they're not, you know, the franchise isn't set back a decade by this trade. But it hurts even more to me because you can feel the impact of, of, of those of, of those picks. Solomon Thomas, I mentioned, a top five pick uh, when Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson were still on the board. You know, a guy who barely played during that Super Bowl where the, the Niners had to lead in the fourth quarter and lost to the Chiefs. Even if they draft a better pass rusher, even if they draft Jonathan Allen, who ends up being a much better pro, does he make the difference? Does he win them that Super Bowl? And then the last couple of years, I mean, you know, the Niners were ahead of the Rams in the fourth quarter. They give up, I believe, 13 unanswered points to lose the game. You know, if, if they have Micah Parsons, does he make a play in the fourth quarter as opposed to Trey Lance didn't play in that game? Um, and then this year, where they're down to Brock Purdy, they end up going to their fourth-string quarterback in Josh Johnson because the three quarterbacks in front of him, including Lance, all get injured. What if they draft Mac Jones? What if they stay put and draft Mac Jones? Not only do they have extra first-round picks to add to their roster, but does Mac Jones stay healthy? Does Mac Jones play well in this offense? Does Mac Jones help them win a Super Bowl? So, you know, I understand why they're not getting the same criticism that you would if you, you know, for the Herschel Walker trade or something. You can understand why they made the deal, but it almost hurts more because they were so close. And now you don't know if they're ever going to get back. Yeah, that's true. But I guess everybody's willing to give Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch a pass because winning is the ultimate deodorant. They've been in the conference championship game three of the last four years. But one team that hasn't been doing a lot of winning, one team that's marred uh, with a lot of criticism of late has been the Indianapolis Colts. And I know the focus Mm -hmm. is going to be on Jonathan Taylor with that Tuesday deadline that the Colts have set out there for a trade. But I want to ask you about what happened on the field in Philadelphia last night. What did you make of Anthony Richardson's preseason finale, the performance that we saw in the first half against the Eagles' second-team defense? Some positives, some negatives. To, to me, I think the grade I would give is incomplete. And here is why I think that's the case. You look at what that offense was like in Philadelphia last year with Shane Sykin, who was there. It's now the Colts coach, was running with Jalen Hurts. There is a significant element of the quarterback run game. They're running run concepts with the quarterback. They're changing the numbers in the box. They are making Jalen Hurts a featured focal point of their rushing attack. And that really, you know, is the the sort of what underpins all their offense. They're running run concepts off of that, the threat of Jalen Hurts, changing the numbers in the box, all that stuff, you know, to, to make your quarterback's life easier and play to your quarterback's unique strengths. Anthony Richardson had one design run in the game yesterday, and it went for 17 yards. Clearly, they want to get him reps as a passer, and they should get him reps as a passer, and they don't want to put him at risk in the preseason, nor should they. But there's an element to this this offense, the, the quarterback run game, 
that's just not there right now. And I feel very confident week one, week two, when they're playing for real, we're going to see a different version of Anthony Richardson that's going to make his life easier and make this offense more explosive, whether they have Jonathan Taylor on the field or not. All right, well, listen, we can all agree having Taylor would make his life a lot easier. So are the Colts at this point, Bill, you know, maybe they are. There is a lot more interest than they had anticipated when this all kind of came together, and they've got this Tuesday deadline. In your estimation, are they better served keeping him where they are as a franchise and paying him now, or are they better served to trade him away? I mean, I'm I'm very much a guy who says running back contracts don't typically work out. I'm not going to say this is going to be an exception. But what I am going to say is, you know, you have Anthony Richardson making a fraction of what quarterbacks make over the next three years, guaranteed. So you have money to work with. You're going to surround him with pieces to make that offense better. And I would love to go out to the Colts and get a number one receiver, but they can still afford to do that if they have the opportunity to go out and get a player and pay Jonathan Taylor what he wants to get paid at the running back position. But the thing that's different about this, guys, that that I think impacts the situation here is that it's not the general manager wanting to trade Jonathan Taylor. It's not the coaching staff that that decided, hey, we want to trade Jonathan Taylor. It's ownership. Ownership had a clear beef with Jonathan Taylor. There were conversations there. It clearly led to the trade request. So if you're the general manager of the Colts, if you're Chris Ballard, you might sit here and say, hey, if we get a great offer for Jonathan Taylor, yeah, we'll do it, but we're not going to go out of our way. But if your owner says, hey, we got to trade him by Tuesday, I don't want to see him in the building Wednesday, you got to take whatever's out there. And I think that's the concerning thing is getting rid of Jonathan Taylor. Well, he can maybe defend it. Maybe it'll work out, but getting rid of him for pennies on the dollar, because you know, he has a beef with your owner or your owner has a beef with him. Doesn't feel like it's a a good practice for your football team. Bill. Now you're one of the most foremost authorities when it comes to forecasting what teams will be this upcoming season. You came out with your columns earlier this week on teams you think will make the leap and teams that you think will regress in comparison to where they were last year. But I want to put a little bit of a different spin on it. Of the teams that you mm-hmm. believe are true title contenders, who is it most important for to get out to a fast start in 2023? Ooh, most important to get out to a fast start among true title contenders. There's teams like the Broncos where I kind of feel like, yeah, they have to get off to a hot start because, you know, the Russ's confidence is going to get shot. Who knows what will happen? And they play a really easy schedule early on in the season. I might go with the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'll tell you why. Look at what they've done the past couple of seasons. They've struggled in September, even into October the past couple of years. They've been iffy, and then the second half of the year, they get white hot. They are the best second-half team in football over the past two seasons. So to me, their roster is still going to be there. They've made some changes. They have a secondary they have to figure out um, after getting rid of both their starting safeties and free agency. Um, but the talent is there for them. So, so I, I think for them, if they can just be a semblance of what they are in the second half during the first month of the year, they can be the one seed in the AFC, and they don't have to go to Arrowhead to play the AFC championship game. So I think the Bengals are the most incentivized to get off to a hot start after struggling the past couple of years. You want to get smarter about football, you listen to the Bill Barnwell Show podcast wherever you get your podcast. Bill, we appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, guys. What do you know, Canty? He had number one, first team he mentioned, Broncos. Denver Broncos. <laughs> he was number one on our list earlier. And then, of course, Cincinnati, who we had actually talked about before the show, but you don't know what the situation is with Burrow. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Who is the team that needs to get out to the fastest start, and which team 
right now should be pushing the hardest to land Jonathan Taylor. Lines are open at 888-729-3776. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Greeny. The Giants host the Braves on ESPN Radio this weekend. Coverage begins 3.30 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, 6 Eastern on Sunday for Sunday Night Baseball. Both games on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Maybe, just maybe, we play a little bit of the greatest game show ever created. Who said it? Russell Wilson or artificial intelligence? Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. 888-729-3776. What teams need to make the move for Jonathan Taylor this weekend? Because it sounds like we are getting closer and closer to that happening. Canty and Carlin brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We are in for Greeny today, coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Canty, it is the game that we all love to play, and we shall get to it in a moment because we hear from our friend Russell Wilson. If you guys can uh, fire it up for us, we've got it right now. Here's Russ, who Canty does not want to run from pressure. Do I feel the pressure? No. I don't run from it. Uh, I, I look forward to it. I run to it, if anything. I think we we as a team, you know, we're all in this thing together. Um, we're all searching for one thing, and that's to get better every day. Um, we're not looking too far ahead. All we got is today, trying to learn as much as we can from today's practice, trying to learn to the next day, and use that experience. But, I, you know, for me personally, you know, I've been fortunate to play. It's be my 12th year. God's blessed me uh, with uh, 12 years, you know, doing this. And every time I, I go to the game, every time I strap on my pads or practice, or whatever it may be, I, I just got a heart of gratitude. You know, heart of gratitude is what frees your mind to play with joy and to do it with a competitive edge, too, at the same time, and, and to know where the gift comes from and from above. And so for me, I'm also grateful I get to do it with such great guys that work their butts off every day. That makes it, you know, the job that much better. 
That was actually ChatGPT. That was not Russ. Man, come <laughs> on, man. That's what I don't understand. Like, like do you feel the pressure? I, I mean, I don't feel pressure. If anything, I run to it. Like, I, I don't want to hear that scripted answer. It sounds so disingenuous, man. It does. And, Russ, we know you to be a man of faith. I don't need you to be a Bible thumper with every single quote, bro. Like, we understand they paid you to, uh, a lot of money. You got the bag before you even played a snap for the Denver Broncos. And that was an epic failure last year. Now, whether you want to put it on Nathaniel Hackett, whether it was you or whether it was a combination of the two, it just wasn't good enough. So is there pressure in Denver to be better? Yes. Should you feel said pressure? Yes. Nobody is saying that you should run away from it. Nobody is saying that. But there's absolutely pressure. But as somebody once said, pressure is a privilege. You accept the fact that there is pressure and you're going to be better because of it. That's it. We don't need nothing else, bro. I don't need a dissertation on pressure and faith. I don't need that. And that's the problem with Russell Wilson, and that's why it's been a mixed bag when it comes to ingratiating himself with his teammates and making sure that he can lead the guys that he's going to be responsible for in that locker room in Denver. Are you ready? I, I don't know if I'm ready. Listen, I couldn't tell. Like, that was a chat GBT answer. I, I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to be able to do this game right now. I, I really don't. You're I mean, not I'm, in the mental I'm place for it? When it comes to Russ. I am. We heard it straight from Russ, and we still didn't know if it was him or not. <laughs> That's my point. It was literally his voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could absolutely generate his voice and make it sound like that, and, and that quote would come out. And, and the quotes that I have are actual quotes from Russ. Or from ChatGPT. If you're not in the in the right frame of mind, it's okay. No, we're doing no, it. No, we, we're going to do it because I feel like our audience deserves it. But I just want it to be, I want to let it be known on the record that I am just over all of the respectability pro- politics that Russell Wilson plays with every single soundbite. Bro, I just want to see you go out there and ball. And I just want you to have a human moment and say, you know what? Yeah, it's pressure. And yeah, I'm tired of all the noise around me. Like, you saw what we saw from Tua earlier this week? when he was commenting about what Ryan Clark and others had to say about him, that's what I want to see from Russ. That's what I want to hear from Russ. Not this long, drawn-out soliloquy that sounds like it could have been scripted by ChatGBT. Well, let's find out if these were. (laughs) As we play the game that Canty could not be more excited about right now. Who said it? Russell Wilson or ChatGPT? Here we go, number one. I have high expectations of myself. I always have. I always will. That will never waver. Who said it? Russell Wilson. Correct. Leadership, not about being the loudest voice in the room, but empowering others to find their own voices. Oh, that's chat. That's Russ. Sorry. okay. All right. In the face of adversity, we have a choice to crumble or to rise. I choose to rise every time. I think that's chat. Correct. Yes. Okay. Em- embrace the journey, both the victories and the defeats. They shape us into who we're meant to become. Chat. I want to be the uncommon one. That's Russell Wilson. It's a 365-day job. This is my livelihood. It's everything I do. I want to become a master of the game every single day. Russell Wilson. I don't get nervous. <laughs> uh, chat? 
Oh, I'm sorry. That's Russ. That's uh, Russ? Okay. Let's see here. Success is built upon a foundation of hard work, dedication, and an unwavering belief in yourself. Chat. Russ. Oh, my gosh. That was a good one. The true measure. That was a good one by you, Carlin. (laughs) The true measure of a person's character is how they treat those who can do nothing for them. Chat. That's got to be chat. That's Russ. Sorry. Last one. Consistency is the key to excellence. It's not about being perfect, but showing up and giving your best every day. Chat. Russ! Sorry! That's the, pro- that's the problem with this game. Like, you cannot tell. Wow. That is the problem with it. You literally cannot tell. I'll tell you what. You can't tell. That's amazing. That's amazing that you cannot tell. Because I have tell. to tell you, my guesses would have been right there with you. I would have said that Russ said most of them, and I would have been dead. Or I would have said that Chad said most of them, and I would have been dead wrong. That's the problem. Like, like, think about that. Like, if you're a player in that locker room and you have a disappointing loss, you could literally go on chat GBT and figure out what Russell Wilson is going to say in the next team meeting. You know what's funny is uh, we were talking about who needs the fastest start. Canty started out hot at 5-1. Five and one, He really did. Hoping that the Broncos do that as well. He finished 5-5. <laughs> five and five. So that's kind of how I see Russ's season going. I think that's a sign going, of maybe. things to come for Denver. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're starting five and one though. No, no. <laughs> but I do see them losing four in a row yeah. at some point. Oh, Tanty uh, nine and five last week, five and five this week. That's not, not bad. bad. Listen, hardest game in the world. Canty, I would. Would you agree that Russ versus Chat GPT has been the hardest one of these that we have played when we also had Aaron Rodgers versus Kanye, Kyrie versus Kanye versus the Dalai Lama, exactly. Yeah, Russ versus Chat GPT, definitely yeah, the toughest. Yeah, Russ versus Chat GPT is probably the toughest one. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. And I'll tell you yeah. something, can't you talk to some people out there this week? Gonna be a long year. Yeah, yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it because I was skeptical about this uh, this forced marriage between Peyton and Russ from the giddy up. So we'll see. Let's hit the calls. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Lawrence is up first on ESPN Radio. Lawrence, what do you got, bud? Hey, guys. Huge fan. I appreciate everything you do. Um, you guys are my favorite show. I'm a lifelong Giants fan, so Canty, I appreciate your service, big man. My man. Um, to answer your question, yes, sir, let's go, Big Blue. Uh, to answer your question for both, whether it's Quick Start or Jonathan Taylor, the quick and easy answer is Buffalo because of that brutal schedule you mentioned earlier and because their conference, let alone their division, is pretty scary. Uh, it used to be Allen versus Mahomes, but Burrow is easily in the spotlight, so he needs to fight just to stay relevant, let alone compete in a tough division in conference. So it is easily by far to me the Buffalo Bills. And just a side note, Russell Wilson is the king of word salad. That clip was ridiculous. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> No doubt. That's the perfect way to put it. Lawrence got it nail on the head. <laughs> Russell Wilson, king of word salad. That was finally tossed with a very bland vinaigrette right there. Yeah. Got a lot to say, not saying nothing. Chris up next, ESPN Radio. Chris, what do you got, buddy? Good morning, gentlemen. Um, personally, I think if a team's going to trade for Jonathan Taylor, it should be Minnesota. That division, that winnable as it's been in the better part of a decade. And if you're going to be rocking with a guy like Kirk Cousins, as good as he can be, you want to put as much talent around him as you can when you have the opportunity. Look, they were on my list the other day when I talked about the top five teams that they that needed to make this trade. 
Canty, as we have said, the time for the Minnesota Vikings should be right now, yep. and you should not be wasting any time to try to get this team in the best position to win. Yeah, they got money to do it, too. That's if Kirk Cousins doesn't take it all up in his next contract extension. But, yeah, Minnesota makes a lot of sense, especially losing Dalvin Cook. This guy is four years younger than Dalvin Cook, so it makes sense that you would throw a bag of cash at him because you're going to get him for prime years. They could put a stranglehold on the NFC North. And the thing that I like about Minnesota making that move is that Jonathan Taylor helps them control time of possession, which masks their biggest deficiency, which is defensive side of the ball. Okay, so if I'm asking you right now, Monday, when you are back here to do the show, is Jonathan Taylor an Indianapolis Colt or he is somewhere else? He's somewhere else. And where is he? I'm going to say he's with the Miami Dolphins. They seem hell-bent that they're going to make this thing happen, and with everybody sniffing around Jonathan Taylor, I think they'll pony up and pay the asking price of the team and the player in the way of the contract and the draft picks. So I think they're going to find a way to get this done, and the Miami Dolphins are going to put on the football field in 2023 the fastest skill position core that we've ever seen in the National Football League. And I am 100% in agreement with you that he will be a Miami Dolphin by this time on Monday. So, of course, that means it is the kiss of death. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. It is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Canty, this is our final voyage. You are headed for the morning show with Evan Cohen and Michelle Smallman starting on September the 5th from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. And I will be doing 12 to 3 Eastern with Joe Fortenbaugh, where we are going to make you some money because Mr. Fortenbaugh knows what he's doing and you can fade me all you want. But Canty, I'm excited for you. This is going to be a great show that you guys are putting together. And, you know, the new lineup for ESPN Radio is I'm really excited for this group because these are a lot of people that know how to entertain. Yeah, I'm excited for both of us, man. I mean, listen, it's a new lineup, so you know it's it's going to be something that's entertaining. We want folks to laugh with us while we try to provide our insights, our takes on sports. And, and here's the thing, man. You got some new real estate, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you're moving up in the world, moving up in the day with your show with Fortinball. So that's exciting. But, yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a great ride with Canty and Carlin. And – I'm pretty sure we're probably going to do a show at some point in the future again. I'm, oh, I'm pretty would, sure every now and again we might be able to, you know, have the Canty and Carlin reunion. We'll it, see how things go. Well, I have to pay off that that bet too for dinner for the four of us. Which oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. Tatiana's that yeah. has to happen. I, I, I absolutely. You don't want that to be your reputation on the street that you lose and you don't pay off bets. Well, listen, I did give you that bottle of scotch that was that was that was nice but it came with some strings (laughs) the whole the whole the whole engraving that you put i didn't need dylan brooks name on my nicely blended (laughs) scotch whiskey i didn't need that but you decided you wanted to do that anyway carlin pokes bears Uh, that's what i do that's what i do i'm sorry canty it's been a blast an absolute blast my man monday another one well for canty Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.